You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Welcome back to the SG Drive-In. Today, for your listening pleasure, we're going to be checking out one of the best, no, uh, for my money, the best of the Jack Ryan films patriot games i'm your host for today's episode brandon knight and i am joined here today by my good friend and the man who started it all for us joshua Knoll. <laughs> josh what a uh, summertime mischief have you been up to recently not sleeping enough i mean I, I don't know if that counts but uh i mean it's it's accurate <laughs> it seems more like an all year around thing yeah i've been into a ton of comics Marvel just started two different Captain America series, like going at the same time. I, Keeps I've, heard busy. About, I've heard about the one where it's like it's Steve Rogers in normal life, basically. That was phenomenal, especially the way they did the art and some, for some of it. There's one two page spread that I just adore at the beginning where he says, who am I? And it shows like all the different facets that make up who Steve Rogers oh. is. And they're all okay. like in circles that look like the shield. And then he's standing in the middle of the two pages. And I was like, this is that this that, is prime art <laughs> that visually in my head looks really cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Nice. Um, Well, it's summertime, so I do a lot of grilling in the summertime. Going to be doing some uh, grilled chicken sandwiches tonight for dinner. That'll be good. And we did pork chops yesterday. Those turned out real well. That's like my summertime thing. Claire and I, we don't. This is one of the few times where we're going to disagree. We're not beach people. We don't like the sun beating down on us for the next several months. So food truck rallies and like grilling in my backyard is about it for me when it comes to the summer. I mean, I love both of those things, too. I just also love every single other facet about summer, particularly the sun. Alrighty. Well, today we're going to be talking about, again, Patriot <laughs> Games. So, Josh... It's no secret. You're a pretty big uh, Harrison Ford guy here. I, I think Harrison a lot of us Ford. are. I think a lot of us are big Harrison Ford guys. Before we get into the movie itself, have you ever read any of these books? This These no. movies are based off of ginormous Tom Clancy books. Have you ever read any of them? I, I have not. I am uninformed as far as that goes. I know they're doing a show right now that's apparently a lot looser based off the books. I know some things about it just vaguely that I picked up from other people talking about it because I talk about the movie. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I think John Krasinski's in that one. The yeah, show version. Yeah. It's the only reason I would watch it. But then the thing is I learned something from watching the solo movie, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's that anytime that you replace a role that was Harrison Ford at one point, it's worse. All I learned is that yeah. <laughs> Dave Filoni has a real thing for Darth Maul and has to keep shoving him into everything. Anyway, I agree with that decision, though, <laughs> that decision, that I was the part you liked. Oh I like Darth, Darth Maul. So of the Jack. Ryan, so there's three of the original Jack Ryan films, Hunt for the Red October, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. We're going to be talking about Clear and Present Danger next week. It's with Joe mm -hmm. and I. Josh, which ones of these is your favorite? Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> Ironically, I, I do. I love this one also. If I was doing it based off of this, this is where if I was doing it based off like the actual themes and beats of it all and like what's going on, like intellectually sort of, I guess. OK, it would probably be this one, the Patriot Games. Or, OK, but if I'm just doing it off of, man, that was cool factor, which is why I watch this. 
Mm. Then yeah, clear and present danger. Clear and present <laughs> danger. All right. Although a lot of people say that these don't measure up to the uh, the hunt for Red October. I don't even think I've watched that one because I was like, what do you mean Harrison Ford's not in it? Yeah, it's kind of a weird. It's a weird casting. It's Alec Baldwin, which I don't think Alec Baldwin and Harrison Ford should ever be in the same room or same. Do you want to hear a really interesting fun fact? Go ahead. The reason he wasn't in the other movies is because he was asking for four million in the next one, which at that point was just a huge deal. And they were like, we're not going to give you four million for this movie. Sure. Instead, they turned around and gave seven million to Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> Alec yeah, Baldwin. That <laughs> <laughs> hey, no you know what? Yeah, I, I like Alec Baldwin, but if I had to if I had to tell you how much I'm willing to pay a movie, I definitely am willing to pay double to watch a Harrison Ford movie than I would an Alec Baldwin movie. Yeah. I uh, I've seen The Hunt for the Red October, but I was 12, 13. I was young and it put me to sleep. Literally, I fell asleep on the couch watching that movie. Interesting. I hear it's a lot closer to the book and the actual character that it's all based off of. OK, but to me, I don't know anything about this Jack Ryan guy. I want no. to watch Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford in these last two movies was a lot closer to Harrison Ford than anyone else would be. What yeah. what do you mean by that? What makes Harrison Ford Harrison Ford? There, there is like the Indiana Jones, Han Solo. Like there is like a, a certain character archetype. OK, that's Harrison Ford. And I'm like, I, I like that. I like that character. I don't even know if he's acting. That's fine. <laughs> by the way, listeners at home, I hope you've been keeping track of how many times we say Harrison Ford in this episode. Anyway, <laughs> that is why we watched this. That, that's literally the reason this was chosen. <laughs> There's a reason why I put all four of the Harrison Ford movies together <laughs> right in a row. It's like, we're just going to do it this way. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, yeah. what's funny, though, I always I used to until today because I learned something today that's going to change this. But mm -hmm. I used to always get the the Patriot games mm -hmm. and um, Air Force One. I used to get those confused. Oh, really? Which turns out Air Force One originally might have been supposed to be part of this series. And then they couldn't get rights to it or whatever. So they're like, we'll just make our own movie about a guy named the same name being there, the president. There is. I, I did some research at one point. I've never read a Clancy book because those things are people complain same. about how long Lord of the Rings is. Um, but I, apparently at one point, Jack Ryan does become president. It's one of yeah. those. Everybody gets assassinated at the same time and somehow chain of command falls to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I heard. And I heard that's what Air Force One was going to be that. And then they couldn't get it. And they're like, well, we're still going to make Harrison Ford play a guy with the same name, basically, and make him president. <laughs> and that's what we all want. We want Harrison Ford as president. That is what we want. Yeah. And he's the right <laughs> age for it now. You know, I can't say that I wouldn't vote for Harrison Ford. I don't think he has any criteria at all for that. But sure. <laughs> oh, I just had to bite my tongue. Let's get off of politics. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so back to this movie, back to Patriot you know, Games. Yes, go ahead. This is the first movie that the CIA let anyone record part of a movie in one of their buildings. Ooh, yeah, it was actually recorded inside one of the CIA buildings. Parts of it were obviously not the whole thing, but sure. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I learned did, that today. I thought it was pretty crazy. Did you know that Sean Bean is amazing? Did you? Did you learn that anytime soon? I did. Recently? I learned that as I rewatched the movie because I don't really know who that actor is. But I was like, you know, that guy's actually perfect opposite Harrison Ford. And that's he's that would be hard to do. He's the perfect opposite to everyone. He always plays a great bad guy. 
he's the bad guy in National Treasure. He's the, I guess he's not a bad guy, but Baramir is not really that great of a dude in Fellowship of the Ring. I just realized that was him when you said that. Just oh, now. really? And so, I love it how we're not talking about Lord of the Rings, and here we are. You and I are back to about, Lord of the Rings. We, we have to, <laughs> naturally. So, did you before today? Did you know that this, that this book slash movie was named after an old Irish song? That sounds vaguely familiar. I sent the song to you today because I was okay. I was listening to it. It was kind of slow and not not something I would choose to listen to. Okay, but I thought it was interesting. Because that it makes so much sense because the um, the little brother to the character you were just talking about, whose mm-hmm. name escapes me, Sean, uh, his little brother. brother's yeah. death. I mean, that's pretty much what that song's about. OK, was uh, someone who was part of the IRA because he ran away from home and wanted to, you know, be a patriot. So he's part of these patriot games is how the song goes. OK, and gets shot and killed. And that's like that's what the song is. And I'm like, interesting. Hmm. OK, so that, that was that was a little on the nose. If you know the song. <laughs> I will. I'll have to listen to it. Cooper had a doctor's appointment today, and I think that's when I got that text and I forgot. Uh, But that's interesting. I do like a good do like a good Irish song. I love Irish. I love Irish culture, which means I probably like Americanized Irish culture. But still, me too. This is a interesting time in film history because in American films, Whatever is going on in the greater context of the world, that's your villains. That's why every movie in the oh. 80s, you have generic Russian bad guys. You know, that's why <laughs> Stranger Things has leaned into generic Russian bad guys. There's this brief blip here in the 90s where mm-hmm. the IRA were the bad guys in all the movies. There's actually Which three is- I can think, uh, think of. No, two with Harrison Ford in them. Is it the Irish... Uh, the Irish Republican Association. Is that what it is? It's a, it was a terrorist group, basically. It's either association or army. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Well, so going back to the song that the book and movie was based off of, it actually talks yeah. about the IRA and how Irish is half free, which is still true today. True. The, uh, there's Ireland is broken up into the Republic of Ireland, where it has its own sovereignty, and then the northern part that's ruled by England. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where the frustration and it's sort of the driving force behind the bad guys of this film. Which is funny because you kind of have in this movie, I, I don't know if you would agree. I think on both sides you have sort of the the shallow running um, motives. And then you have these like deeper themes behind it. So like the okay. main bad guy, you have this, you killed my brother, I'm going to get you a theme. But then yeah. you also have underneath that the, hey, our country isn't fully free and we want to be free theme. Which is, you know, you hate, I hate it sometimes that. Hollywood continues to lean more and more into sympathetic villains. We can't just have bad guys. But in that case, <laughs> you kind of can't blame blame them, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a, and there's a poetry even to the shallow end, which the shallow end actually ends up being the main force in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that takes away from it or adds to it or what. But there's that poetry of the shallow motive was also Harrison Ford's motive in this, which I know he has a name that's not Harrison Ford. But today it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> I've just made so many people mad. I'm just going to keep doing it. His motive was just the same. It was, you threatened my family. You almost killed my family. So I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to get you because you almost got me. And then, of course, again, there's that that deeper level on that side of what is America's role and other people's Mm. freedom in a fight that we're not really involved in. But then once it touches over here, are we involved? At what point do we get involved? Do we not get involved? All that stuff. Sure. 
So it has those deeper political themes, but really the shallow end wins. And it's a, you killed my family. I'm going to get you. You threatened my family. I'm going to get you. There is escalation, yeah. uh, which I don't know if it's intentional or not, but that's definitely a co- commentary on how war works of just mm-hmm. constant es- escalation until Sean Bean, Sean Bean is breaking into your house to try and kill your family during a birthday party. Like <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah. But, yeah. uh, there's also I think what's also interesting about this is that at least how it's presented in the movie, this all is just by happenstance. Because if you remember, yeah, Jack Ryan, Harrison Ford, for all of you at home, <laughs> he just happens to be at the right place at the right time to save the, the Queen of England, isn't it? From an assassination attempt. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love is it wasn't even a I'm going to save the queen motive. Like even when they, they question him later and in the movie, he goes, it was just rage. I was just mad. Yeah, I just saw someone doing something stupid, made me angry, <laughs> made me angry, and I got involved. Yeah, which we need to just talk about Harrison Ford unhinged in this. It's just one of the greatest mm. things to see. Like, I don't care if you think this is a good movie or not. Seeing unhinged Harrison Ford is wonderful. Unhinged Harrison Ford is the best. Have you seen Firewall? I don't think I have. Ooh man, that's him and Paul Bettany are in that movie. Nope, haven't He's, seen that. He's an even Harrison Ford's an even more basic person. He's just like a normal person. And he gets <laughs> he's like a computer guy. I'm trying to remember now. He's a computer guy. And Paul Bettany like holds him and his family hostage to do some like big hacking thing. Yeah. Harrison Ford finally like escapes and he's a normal person. He finally escapes. And one of the guys watching the house catches up to him. And they're in the kitchen and they're struggling. And it's that Harrison Ford rage snap. And he grabs a blender (laughs) and just beats this guy to a pulp with a blender. He is just the perfect action hero, which, you know, you had Indiana Jones, you had Star Wars. Great action. Obviously, I think those are probably my actual favorite of his. Although Fugitive, I don't know that that's up there, too. But the action in this one was actually just wild. Him killing the guy with the anchor. (laughs) You know? True. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's creative. What's interesting is like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, he had the rough old, like whatever, not all put together look, but mm-hmm. he wasn't unhinged. Yes. In this, they made him like do his hair. His hair actually looks good in this for once. And he has like a tie and stuff <laughs> and he's just completely unhinged. And the, the, the point where um, he's in the bar and he's threatening the guy because he won't, <laughs> he won't give him what he needs to, to like get his revenge. And he's just straight up like, I will go for you. I will cut off all your money. I will. I will destroy you. Mm-hmm. This is a PG show. I have to I have to beep some stuff out, but <laughs> it was just one of those. Oh, yeah. so back so back back to this. We have an unhinged Harrison Ford. We have the perfect counter to him. The beat on both sides is protecting their family. In the end, naturally, Harrison Ford wins. My question is, if we took out the the deeper layer stuff, the politics of it and all that, and sure, to an extent, this movie is. A product of its time, like you were talking about, right? The Irish were the yeah. bad guys at this time. So we had the Irish there, you mm-hmm. know, um, the car phones, not really relevant today. There was so much stuff that just wasn't relevant today. Even um, one of the shocking parts in this film was when Harrison Ford and them are watching that, like the heat ray kind of vision. And you're seeing people kill. It's like, oh, that's so cool. They're not even there. Oh, and they're making this happen. Yeah, and today it's yeah, like, yeah. that's that's just how warfare is done. What do you mean? Right, right. Yeah. Drones get get yeah. on our level. But if we if we take that politics and that other stuff out mm-hmm. and it's just my revenge versus your revenge, would it have been e- any more morally good 
if the other guy won as opposed to Harrison Ford or morally bad? Like, is there a difference? They're both just getting revenge, right? Yeah, I don't know if you can tell this story without a little bit of the political, cultural stuff built into it. Because then you just have, I'm an angry Irish guy and (laughs) I'm a gun-toting American and so let's kill each other. You know, yeah. like I think you do need a little bit of the stakes of this is the real world stuff going on in the background. Not to downplay the fact that, you know, it's got Harrison Ford and Sean, Sean Bean in it. So obviously we're going to show up and watch it. But yeah. I don't know if it has the same gravitas without the political yeah. spectrum in it. Quick, just side note. I do appreciate that they pointed out that not all Irish are bad guys. We know that not everyone in yes. the IRA is bad. They, they pointed that out. That was cool. Instead of just stereotyping an entire racial group. Glad they did. True. At least that plug. But my, my other thought was, I, I actually do think, and this is just on the spot. Mm-hmm. I think there is a moral difference, but only because the bad guy was getting only getting revenge. Okay. Him killing Harrison Ford only accomplishes revenge. Harrison Ford was also protecting his family. It was revenge, but it was also okay. this guy won't stop coming for my family. So I think there is a okay uh, a moral oh. high ground in the sense that he's protecting something. He has the high ground. <laughs> yeah, he he may have learned that from Obi Wan. I'm not sure. <laughs> that that was before this, right? <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far uh, away. That's a long time ago. Ooh, he must have, multiple timelines. Yes. <laughs> Harrison Ford exists in all timelines and all dimensions. That's just uh, systematic geekology canon. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, man. The problem with rating these kind of movies is I'm not watching it because I think it's I can evaluate it as a good or bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not about the plot or anything. It's about action and Harrison Ford and that boat fight at the end and the, the oh, yes. you know, the night vision stuff at, at the end. Just that part alone. I could just watch that part. I need no context. Mm. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, also compare this and also again next week with Clear and Present Danger to the films that we have covered so far. These are these two are different. These aren't, you know, the first movies that come to mind when you think summer blockbuster. This these uh-uh. two movies don't really have that killer soundtrack like Jaws, The Godfather, Indiana Jones has. It does have uh-huh. Harrison Ford. It's definitely missing the Spielberg element, but I don't really see Spielberg jumping into something like this. No, I'm not trying to say that these films are forgettable, definitely enjoyable action films, but they are different. These aren't the classics. These are maybe a more traditional summer blockbuster of, hey, let's just go watch. Let's just go watch something mindless, some mindless action for a while. Oh, yeah. Better yet. A lot of these movies like Jaws. I would have a hard time having it on, walking out, doing other stuff and coming back. This is the kind of movie I can just have on. I don't even need to be paying attention. I know every time I look at the screen, something will happen that I will enjoy. Yeah, that's that's good. And you need those types of movies and action movies are good for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're what's we're contributing to what I think is the funniest problem with this film, which is the fact that it's called Patriot Games. So everyone thinks it's just a super American movie. True. And. To be fair, I also did, but that's because I once again had it confused with, with the Air Force One. Air Force I always one. get it confused with Air Force One, yeah. But when you think about the fact, well, going back to like the song, and it's actually about the um, the Irish patriot who was killed, mm-hmm. the song begins with uh, 
the first line actually, come all ye young rebels and list while I sing for love of one's country is a terrible thing. And the song ends with someone being killed. So it's funny because yeah. we're, we're contributing by making this the one that comes out right after Fourth of July. And everyone's like, oh, Patriot Games, yeah, the super American You're movie. welcome, America. We're actually here to talk about why patriotism can be bad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a terrible thing sometimes. Apparently. Can it be used for good and bad or is it only a terrible thing? Brandon, go. <laughs> um, I mean, patriotism. Oh, man, this is the hottest of the hot buttons right now, isn't it? Go this for is it. The- this is the hot button. I think we have the wisest of all of us here. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not Joe. Um, Joe's the wisest one of the group. He, uh, I think patriotism has its fun aspects to it, but we have a duality here because we're Americans, but first and foremost, as Christians, we're part of the kingdom of God. So I think for Christians, patriotism to the country of America, that that can't you can't hold that in the same hand as your as your allegiance to the kingdom of God. I think there are aspects of patriotism that can be fun. You are listening to two guys whose one of their favorite superheroes is Captain America. <laughs> um, and I'm a big fan of the Olympics. So I want America to win all the gold medals. But that's that's in fun. You know, I'm not going to die on the hill of Captain America is the ideal superhero that everyone True needs though. to, that everyone <laughs> needs to aspire to. You know, I'm not going to like bomb an embassy because I want America to win all of the Olympics. Patriotism does have a cost for America, and we're seeing it in Christianity. Like, yes, we have nationalism. Christian nationalism is just this hot mess of. I'm sorry, all a lot of that stuff that went down in 2020, like that whole nonsense with the QAnon and like all of the anti-vax stuff. And then you get to January 6th. I mean, Mm, yeah, it was sad seeing um, Christian flags, which, by the way, can we talk about how we don't need a flag at some point? We have a cross. We don't need a flag. (laughs) It was so sad seeing like the like. Christian Christians wanting to bring down the government, not because the government is the holiest thing, but because that's not, that's not our guy. That's not our role guys. Like, sorry, my kid just fell asleep in my hands. Um, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think patriotism has its fun. And for Christians, maybe a fun level of patriotism is fine, but we have so many people who think that America is like God's gift to the world. And I hope you all know that the runner up to the bald eagle was the symbol of Hercules. We were going to be like, that's a graphic novel in the making. I wish. (laughs) I know. Let me give my take then. I first off, Christian nationalism is absolutely toxic to Christianity and to the nation, not because separation of church and state, because that is not what people think it is. That's just something that two different people said. It's actually not part of anything. And your state could decide to have a state religion if it wanted to. North Carolina could just decide we're Catholics. The country couldn't decide that, but that's neither here nor there. What I think is important for this discussion is looking at works of those who came before us who aren't American. So I'm thinking of Hmm. C.S. Lewis specifically in Augustine, St. Augustine. So C.S. Lewis in The Four Loves, which I talk about way too much, but y'all will have to get over that if you want to keep hearing my voice. Um, (laughs) 
he he talks about love of country when he's talking about how we use the word love and saying sometimes that is a good thing. But just like he goes through all the humans love, it can also be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I could love my country and that encouraged me to fight for my country and protect my people mm-hmm. and do wonderful, great things, which many of our soldiers do. Mm-hmm. But also I could love my country so much that I don't like anybody else's idea of what my country should be. And then I turn against other people. I become toxic to what I think I'm protecting. I become yeah. toxic to my faith because it's become my God. It ruins lives. So it can do both. And what yeah. Lewis's point at the end of his book is ultimately God's love has to govern all the rest of yours, which would include patriotism, I would say. Sure. Which God's love comes first. And if God moves you to join the army or something, hey, cool. But make sure God's love comes first. Love of country can become toxic and terrible. Okay. Um, Augustine, his his book was um, The City of God, and it was in response okay. to a lot of people blaming the fall of Rome on Christians because Christians were pacifists who refused to join and fight. And he pointed out how the Christians were actually the ones who were helping the city the most and basically said that Christians should be the most vital part of your city. You should be involved in the politics. You should be involved in making good things happen for your nation and making a difference Knowing that this is just your temporary home, basically, that your ultimate nation, your ultimate alliance is in God's city. So we told the tale of two different cities and how we help our city here because of our place in the larger city, the larger kingdom. So our our our, our loyalties here to the places we're at now only exist so long as it contributes to our loyalty to the city that we're actually citizens of, which is the city of God. Can I correct you on one thing? Sure. I'm sure I have plenty to correct. <laughs> it's Augustine, not Augustine. It's, not it's Augustine? Augustine. It's it's Augustine. Really? I've yeah. always heard it St. Augustine. Yeah, it's because think, of Florida. I was going to say, it might be because I grew up in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But on a more serious note, I think Augustine has a lot. I think that's really good that you brought that up. Uh, the I keep wanting to say a tale of two cities, but that's Dickinson. <laughs> I do too. Um, <laughs> but with City of God, like I think... I think the response to Christian nationalism doesn't have to be, boy, I hate this place, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's the proper response either. I think as Christians, as Augustine was saying there, we we need to be mindful of, yes, this place is not our home. And yes, we have something so much better on the horizon. But this is where we are now. And we need to contribute to that because... There could be people coming after us who are still here as well. As a citizen of the city of God, I feed the hungry, right? Sure. I, I, you know, I fight for the rights of everyone. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do all of these things, but not as an American, but as a citizen of the city of God who happens to be living in America. Mm. Okay. And that's, um, I think that's the big difference here. And, and when we go back to the song that this inspired in this movie, we can be the Irishman. Every time you look at stories of terrorism throughout history, it's always someone loved their country too much or someone loved their religion too much, which there's a difference between religion and your relationship with God. And that turned them toxic in such a way that Mm -hmm. it caused physical harms to others and terrorized other people. And that is never what God wants. Also, in case y'all didn't know, uh, terrorists don't wake up one day and be like, I'm a terrorist now. (laughs) No terrorist considered themselves a terrorist. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a lot. You're welcome, America. You suck. No. But as Christians, we need to <laughs> happy Fourth of July. You all suck. As Christians, we need to we need to not worship our country. We need to remember yeah. where our final destination is, that this kingdom is a reality. 
here and now as well, but that as as Israel and Judah was captives in Babylon, I think it was Judah when they were in captives in Babylon, they were told by the prophets, make your house, have a family, you know, live in the country, worship me in the country. Yeah. Yeah. The point we're getting at, the point that this movie gets at, the point that the song gets at, the point Lewis and Augustine or August Augustine all get at is not turn away from your country. It's turn to, well, Augustine, us and Lewis would say turn to the city of God. I think the song in the movie would say turn to love or turn to each other. But to God is what we will say here because we are Christians. To God, uh, to others and to love, though, that's a good secondary. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the city of God. So, yeah, go read Augustine City of God. That's my recommendation. (laughs) Nice. Well, on that note, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So at the end of each episode for this bonus series we've been doing, we've been asking questions related to movie going experience. So, Josh, we already got the rundown of what your favorite snack is. I would like to know, have you ever walked out of the movie theater during the middle of a movie? Like you're just this movie is so bad. I'm out. Yes. And it was during my first date with what ended up being a longtime girlfriend. (laughs) And she stayed for the movie. Well, that's a great story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't I can't think of what it was. It was a Zac Efron movie. And that's probably all you need to know. (laughs) Hmm. Well, the one that comes to mind immediately is 17 again. So we're going to say it was that. That was it. Was that it? Oh, dang. (laughs) I'm good. What a good memory jog. (laughs) Yeah, really? So you left halfway through and she was like, I made it halfway. And she was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay. Yeah, yeah, she stayed. It was a double date, too. <laughs> so my best friend, the girl he was with and her were all there. And I was like, bye. <laughs> How'd you like I came back and met him up after the movie? Oh, okay. my friend texted me and I was like, hey, guys, how was the rest of it? They're like, it's great. This joke happened and this joke happened. I'm like, cool. I, I read a book. <laughs> I read a book. I educated myself, children. I did. There's a books a million in the same parking lot of that theater. And I just walked over to the books Ooh. a million and said, here, C.S. Lewis. Let's read this. <laughs> that ooh, that is ideal right there. A movie yeah, theater with was. a bookstore right next door, like that. that was great. One of the I have only left the movies actually twice. I'll, sh- I'll I have left twice. Now that I think about it, I'll save one for next week's episode. The other nice. time was actually for Infinity War, but I do like that movie. The th- movie theater. <laughs> The movie theater was so jam-packed that at, if the movie theater was very jam-packed and this is going to sound bad. There was somebody kind of standing around looking a little shady and my wife oh. at the time. Well, were we married? Infinity War. I think we were dating still when Infinity War came out. Either way. Like right before 2020. <laughs> yeah. Either way, the girl I was dating, who is now my wife, um, Really had really bad anxiety, was not on medication yet. And she had a full on anxiety attack, like, oh, as the Marvel comics flipping thing, it's going on. She was like, I can't, we got to go. So we did. And I think we went to a local comic book store and just walked around until she calmed <laughs> down. I mean, that, that sounds like a good, solid reason. Yes. Then In case y'all the, were wondering, Brandon is the model father figure. Everyone become like Brandon. Wow. The I'm second the episode t- right there. I'm editor. There doesn't even need to be a thing. <laughs> the end. Bye. 
<laughs> be brave. America sucks. <laughs> End of episode. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. all right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging around for this fun, goofy talk of Patriot games and Irish and patriotism <laughs> sucks and all that good stuff. Hey, if you want some more. I don't know when this type of conversation will happen again. But again, every Friday, we're going to be releasing a drive-in movie special, Clear and Present Danger, up next week as we conclude the Jack Ryan trilogy. If you want to check out the rest of our episodes, head on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast. They're all there. Or go to systematicecology.org, click on the host tab, and you can find all of the episodes we're involved in, all the other projects that we're a part of. And if you haven't yet already, while you're over there, you should click the link and check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's got great shows on it. We're doing extended episodes of the C.S. Lewis talks over there. There's a brand new series coming out led by our very own T.J. Blackwell. One (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I don't understand that name where he's going to be geeking out about drinks. Right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Just just any kind of beverage. Sodas. Uh, I think beer, sodas, coffee, tea, you name it. Just uh, it's going to be drinks with Tejas. Tejas. I'm going to start calling him Tej, like, uh, you know, recess. He has more nicknames than I could possibly count. For two letters. Yeah. I want in on that for a uh, for an episode on Mountain Dew. I love talking about the Mountain Dew flavors. I I want in on an episode where we talk about the varying drinks of theme parks in Orlando. That sounds like I think fun. I can convince him to do it. That sounds like fun. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.